Okay, the topic is Betochen. Betochen, trust in Hashem. And there's four things we want to know about Betochen. And I could guarantee you we're not going to finish all these four things this week. And probably not even next week also. This is a broad topic and extremely important in our lives. So the four things you want to know about Betochen is, what is Betochen? How do you get it? What's the root of Betochen? And what are the results of Betochen? These are the four things you want to know. Now, Betochen encompasses almost every part of our life, It's a part of life which is a challenge and it's probably the greatest challenge that we go through in life, is the challenge of talking. And it's one of those things that if you get it, if you get what B'tachin is, it doesn't mean you got it. <laughs> By other things in life, it is that way. Let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say emuna, emuna Hashem. If you have emuna, I could say, if you get it, then you got it. By betochen, it doesn't work that way. You could get it, doesn't mean you got it. And even if you got it, you could lose it. Betochen is one of those things you could get, you could lose, and you got to start from, got to start again from the beginning. This is different than most areas in Avodah Hashem. This is very different. And it's so encompassing. And it's a lifetime Avodah. We're talking as a lifetime Avodah. There are exceptions. Yeah, there are certain people that uh, excel in Betochen and they really live with it sincerely, authentically. There are people like that. But that's an exception. Most people, betochen is a lifetime struggle. And it's so strange that it's the type of struggle that when you succeed once, and then you come through another test, and you have to start from the beginning again. But don't you have... Don't you have the experience? It happened ten times already. Ten times you had this thing, and you saw that Hashem helped you. So why the eleventh time are you falling apart? <clears throat> but that's what happens. That's that's what our that's that's our life. That's that's the biography of our life of most people. So I'm I'm going to start with um, with. To get into betochen, I just want to say that in our generation we were zoicha, we're lucky that we have a lot of sikhs of the Rebbe about betochen, and the Rebbe clarified and went deeper in, in teaching us about betochen, probably more than any other sefer, more than any other sefer. Such elaboration, such clarity, such insight. The most famous sikh is the one in. 
Pashas Shmois, Chelek Lamedvav, good Sichas. But there are other Sichas also which talk about Betochen. Okay, so we're going to start now with the. I'm going to share with you a Kedushas Levi, a shtickle of a Kedushas Levi. This Levi is from Blev Yitzhak Vaditev. He was a colleague of the Alter Rebbe. He was a Talmud of the Mizritcha Magid. He was a holy Yid, a holy Tzaddik. He was a Rav in the city. He, he was a big Talmud Chacham. He was a big Gon in Nikla and He was a very big Gon. And uh, he's probably the only one that uh, the Rebbe in the middle of a Maimo, Rosh Hashanah Maimo, the Rebbe said, he mentioned, he mentioned this Tzaddik, and he said, the, I forgot the words, the the Oyev Yisrael of Gan Seder Ishtalshulos. The Oyev Yisrael from all the chain of worlds. So I'm not saying the exact words, I don't remember, but something like that. It's in the middle of a Maimah, the Rebbe said that. In the middle of a Maimah, the Rebbe said that. Very unusual. But the Rebbe is, said is, is like, uh, he... he a very, he's known for his excessive Abbas Yisrael, excessive Abbas Yisrael, <coughs> and Limut Chos, he was known to find merit by Yidin. If someone did something wrong, in our eyes it was wrong, in his eyes, he would right away find that, you know, it's not his fault, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt, he was very excessive in this. So, so, so it became like a saying, that when someone is Mulamet Tzchus, you try to find merit, ah, he's a Balshemska, you know, he, he, I'm sorry, he's about Ditchev, he's always about Ditchev, that, that's him. And there are Sikhs about the Fidik Rebbe where he says, uh, I think that uh, a certain situation happened, he said, if he's about Ditchev, would have to comment on this, oh, he would make a whole big thing about this. You know, he saw that a guy with Tefillin <coughs> was, was fixing the wheels. Most people say that's disgusting with Twilin. But Jim passed by, he says, Look at your Yidin, look at your Kindlelach. Even while he's fixing the wheels, he has his Twilin on. Always showing the, the, the benefit of a Yid, the, 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 the holiness of a Yid. In any case, I'm going to share with you a teaching with Ditchabel. Uh, questions will take more at the end, I'm sorry. We're not going to have questions now, more at the end. I want to cover some ground. And Kriyas Yamsu. Concerning Kriyas Yamsu, the splitting of the sea. So it says like this, that uh, the Egyptian army was on one side. They were going towards the Yidin. On the other side was the sea. And uh, what are Yidin supposed to do? They're supposed to go across the sea. The problem was that the tunnel broke down and the bridge fell apart. So how are they going to go across the sea? So there was this person, Nachshim ben Aminadov. He walked in, he started walking to the sea. He walks in, and he walks in, and the water starts covering his feet and his stomach, and he keeps going, and he, he's walking. And everyone's watching, you know, taking pictures with, you know, with their cell phones, taking pictures, look at this guy, he's walking. <laughs> and the water reached his, uh, his head, and he's walking. And he's dominating to Hashem. You know, he's walking. And then the sea split. Ah, the sea split. That's all in following him. He split and 
that's how we have Kisyantu Shishal Pesach. So, Rablev Yitzchak Vatichev, he says, he asks a question. He has two questions. That's our first question. He asks a question. He says, there's two ways of viewing this crossing of the sea of, of Nachshin. There's two ways of looking at it. One way is, this is what he was thinking. He's thinking, Hashem is saying to, 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 to cross the sea. Hashem is saying, go into the water. So, you know what? I'm going to listen to Hashem. No questions asked. If Hashem says, you listen to Hashem. But one second, it's, it's, it's getting more and more dangerous. The water is going higher and higher. So maybe, you know, maybe uh, you should write your last will and testament. Maybe, you know, so something's going on over here. So his, his attitude might have been, yeah, I'm ready to die for Hashem. Kiddush Hashem. I'm ready to die for Kiddush Hashem. Hashem says to go, you go. You might, uh, you know, person might, he might die, so he'll die. Because that's what Hashem wants. He should go, so he's going. That's one approach. The other approach is, he's going, he's smiling, and he's saying, there's no question in my mind, this sea is splitting. I mean, that's just obvious. That's the other approach. So approach number one is, he's ready to die in Messiah's Nefesh. Approach number two is, no one's dying over here. Everyone's alive. You see, he's going to split. These are two approaches. So he says that the right approach is the second approach. When he was crossing, he had no doubt that the sea's going to split. He had no doubts about that. There, there was, uh, many years ago, there was a, a hurricane in Miami. Was a, I forgot which hurricane was. Hurricane Robert Braffin was there. Mm. It was like uh, the, the warnings, you got to empty Miami Beach. It was like dangerous. And then um, so they, they called the Rebbe's office. And the Rebbe said they should stay. After, you know, it was actually after the stroke. There's more than one story about a hurricane, but this was so uh, good. So, so, so they stayed. The Lubavitchers stayed. Everyone else left. Everyone else left. Everyone normal left. Everyone else left. But Lobab just stayed, you know. Or, or those who <coughs> to listen, you know. So, so then the hurricane came. And those that were there, like our brother, you know, it, it was scary. Windows shattering, and you hear the noises. You know, it was very scary. So there were some Lubavitcher houses, you know, or, or they were wherever they were hiding there in the house, I don't know, and you know. So in one of the one of the places, the discussion was something like this: We are in our last minutes of our life. Like it sounded like there was no way out. There was, they couldn't escape at that point, and the winds were pounding. Like there's no, you know, they were saying basically we should be saying we're going to be say, have to say vidui now, but we don't regret for one moment staying because the Rebbe said and we're staying and to the end. Okay, that was in one bunker, one place. In other places, they were they were dancing. Everything's gonna be okay, no problem. I don't think they were dancing actually because it was very scary. But no, they were forced to dance. They they were. (laughs) (laughs) So they they weren't worried. I mean, it was scary, but they knew it's gonna work out good. Didn't know how, but that wasn't an issue, of course. 
So that was the Shalak Gabi Nachshin. Was Nachshin thinking that this is a hurricane? This is, uh, and he's about to die, but he's going to listen to Hashem al Kiddush Hashem. Or no, there's no Kiddush Hashem here, it's just Betachim. Hashem said it's going to work out. And he says the second way is what happened. He was marching down full of Simcha. He knew it's going to work out. Now, concerning this approach, this is like the foundation of Betachim. The foundation of Betachim is that you go with conviction and you're certain that the brachos of Hashem will come. And that's what the word bitachin is. It's made from the word, it comes from the word betach. Betach means certainty. Certainty. Bitachin is certainty. The opposite of bitachin, what's the opposite of bitachin? Doubt. And there's another word. The opposite of bitachin is worry. Worry. That's the opposite of Betachin. Okay, or Yush is, that's right. Yush is also the opposite. Giving up hope, right? That's right. Okay, so, so this, is the, this is the principle of Betachin. Betachin is that uh, even when Alpiteva, Alpiteva, according to nature, things don't look well, they do, they're not going in the right direction. And you don't see, Alpitev in nature, how you will be saved, how you will be helped. And yet there's absolute betachem, without a doubt, Hashem will help. Okay, that's betachem. Now concerning this betachem, the Rebbe Sabbatish says that it's actually an explicit Rashi in Tehillim. It's a pasuk until Rashi explains it. So, so open up your tilim, please, to Parak Yud Ches. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Okay, it's Perek Yutches Pasuk Dalit. Perek Yutches Pasuk Dalit. Chapter 18, verse 4. Okay, so the Pasuk says, Muhul al Hashem, which means with praises I will call out Hashem. Umin and from my enemies I will be saved. So Rashi points out that the order of the Pasuk should have been the reverse. It should have said, From my enemies I will be saved, and I will praise Hashem. Instead it says, I will praise Hashem, and then it says, From my enemies I'll be saved. So Rashi says. That that's precisely the point of this passage. That's exactly what this Dovan Melch is saying. That I'm going to call out to Hashem constantly. Kloima, which means before the Teshua, before I'm saved, I'm already praising Hashem. Why? Lefi shebatuach ani, Rashi says. Batuach ani, I am certain. Sheiva sheya me'oiv, I'll be saved. So Dovan Melch is teaching us over here 
I'm going to praise Hashem. He's in trouble. His life is in danger. He's in trouble. I'm going to praise Hashem and thank Him for saving me. But He didn't save you yet. Right, he didn't say me yet, but he's going to save me. Betachon, Batuach, for sure. So he's already praising Hashem, and then he gets it. So that's what Rashi says over here. <coughs> then, Baditshev, the Baditshev says that if you look at Oz Yashir, you could see this message in Oz Yashir also. So open up to your sitter to Oz Yashir. Which page is Oz Yashir? Oh, 39. 36. 36, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, Oz Yashim is the Shirat, the song thanking Hashem for Kiyas Yamsuf. So in Oz Yashim, there's one word in Oz Yashim which is the most complicated word of the whole Shirat. A very problematic word. Actually, Oz. <laughs> Especially if you put it both together, it's even more complicated, right? The word Oz is very complicated. The word Oz means then. That whole word you don't need then. What do you mean then? Like the Torah doesn't keep on, you know, it's not like every other Pasuk, Oz then. Just say what you want. They, they, you didn't, we're singing a song. Say it. What's the Oz? So this Oz causes a whole big discussion by the commentaries and by the Chazal. It's a very powerful word. And Rashi and Chumash also is perplexed by the Oz Yashim. And he gives two pshat in what it means. But Oz is a very complicated, very complicated word in the Shira. It's the first word and the most complicated. So this is says, a new pshat in this, a new pshat in Oz. A new pshat, a very novel pshat, not the simple meaning. He says, Oz means before the miracle. When Nachshin was going into the water, before the water split, Oz then, before the miracle, the Yidin started singing Shira. The Shira, he says, came before the miracle. That's why it says Oz then. What's then? Before the miracle. That's how he explains. He goes further into this, and he asks another question. It says that when the Yidin saw the miracles, it says, Vayaminu, right before the Yishu, it says, When they saw the miracles, they had a muna in Hashem and Moshe Avdai. Asks, He says, I don't understand what that means. After you see a miracle, then you believe? Really? That, you're praising the Yidin. They saw an open miracle. Ah, we believe in God. Really? That's a praise for the Yidin? What kind of praise is that? I'd like you to believe Hashem when, Hashem when you don't see a miracle. When you see a miracle, of course you can. And you don't even need a muna for that. You see it in front of your eyes. Why do you need a muna? So again, he says a nupshat. It's not the simple meaning. He says this amuna happened before the miracle. Before the miracle, they had the amuna. And he puts this together with the word oz. He says, Vayaminu b'ashem v'sha'avdoi oz then. Before the miracle, Yosha, they began saying the Shira because they had a Muna and Hashem before the miracle happened. That's how he interprets this. So, so then means like back then, like then at that time. Right, right. Okay, so this is one discussion that he has. One question about Nachshon. 
Then he gets into another question about Nachshon Nadav. And the other, he doesn't actually make my second a question, but from what he says, it's like understood. When Nachshon was going through, so we know now that he had Betachem, he was sure that the sea is going to split. Okay. But now there's two ways of looking at it. One way is, he had Betachem, he knew it's going to split, so he's going through the waters because he knew it's going to split. If you ask him, you know, if you interview him, why are you going? There's water here. There's water here. There's water now. You're still going to see that it's going to split. Hashem's going to help me. Like, what's the question? That's one way of looking at it. The other way is because he had betachin. That's why the sea split. You get that? Again, the first way is why is he going? He has betachin. What does betachin mean? He knows it's going to split. He knows it's going to split. So he goes. The other way is, because he had betachin, that's why does he split? The reverse. It's like the superpower of betachin. Maybe it's the second way. So he says it was the second way. Oh. It was the second way because he had betachin, that's why it split. That's what he says. Okay, now this is a powerful insight in the power of betachin. So, like, you know, when a person is in a complicated, difficult situation, okay, and they don't see a way out, so you could say, well, I know for sure it's going to be good. I have betachem, no problems, for sure it's going to be good. So you ask the guy, then, how do you know it's going to be good? <laughs> I have betachem. What do you mean you have betachem? How do you know it's gonna, maybe it won't be good? I have it's going to be good. Okay, so that discussion could get like a little bit complicated. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. But according to Baditchev, it's the opposite. Because I know it's going to be good, that's why it's going to be good. Because I have betachen, that's why it's going to be good. Now, what this means, we have a lot to discuss. We're going to discuss this more, what that means. How does betachen do that? But, but, but they says that's how he went... Because he had the betachin, that's why the sea split. Okay, so this is a powerful understanding of what betachin does. Of, of, this is an example of one of the consequences of betachin. You know, one of the four things you want to know is, what are the results of betachin? This is one of the results. The result of betachin is the brachas of Hashem. There's a pasuk that says, uh, "Go to Periklamet Beis in Tehillim, Periklamet Beis, pasuk Yud, chapter thirty-two, verse ten, right. in Tehillim." The pasuk says the second half, "Abitayich Bashem." The year that has betochen in Hashem, chesed yusevavano. Chesed, kindness is going to surround the person. And many of the Mephoshim explain what this means is that the betochen that you have in Hashem, that generates the chesed that's going to surround the person. It's the betochen that causes the brachas of Hashem.
Now, in this topic of betachin, which we're starting to discuss now, and we're going to continue discussing it in the coming weeks, this topic of betachin, in the svarim that we have in Jewish literature, the svarim that we have, comparatively, there's very little discussion about betachin. Very little. The Veselavavis is like probably the first one that has an extensive discussion of betachin, that they have now in English also, Shah betachin. But by most following, most books, betachin is hardly discussed. And if it is, it's very briefly. Betachin is like very little discussed. You go through the Rambam, you'll hardly find the word betachin there. There is, you could find it, but it's hardly... You don't find this so much. Even in the Maimorich Siddis of the Rabbeim, even the Maimorich of the Rabbeim, there's very little talk, there is very little about Betochen. In the letters of the Rabbeim, you'll find Betochen. But in the Maimorim, there's very little. The Rebbe probably spoke the most about Betochen. And in the Rebbe's letters, a lot about Betochen. So I want to mention one point over here. The reason for this. Why is it that Betochen was not so much discussed why we don't have so much analysis of it Dafka in our generation the Rebbe did but in all generations there's very little of that so the, the reason for this is Betachen used to be a natural part of Jewish life it's like are you Jewish? yeah so so obviously a Betachen that was like this was day in and day out on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday Betachen was part of Jewish life there was no need to have a whole discussion of betochen. What's betochen is this? Everyone, they had betochen. That was their life. Yeah, you could say, externally you'll say, well, they had no choice. How else will they, go? <laughs> How else will they succeed in going through the darkness and, and of gullus, of exile, if they don't have betochen? Okay, that's the technicality. But the emphasis is that neshama was shining. The neshama was shining. When the neshama of Ayit shines... There's betochen over there. It comes from the neshama of a yid. So, historically, the yid didn't have betochen. It was, it was a part of life. It was a natural part of life. There was no need to say, well, let me, let, let me, tell, let me tell you, let's talk about betochen. Thou shalt have betochen. What's new? What else is new? No. no, let's explain what betochen is. Betochen means that you're sure it's going to be good. Well, what else is new? Everyone knew that. It's only in the last several generations, because of the Cheshach HaGolos, that's when there's a lot of confusion. A lot of confusion what Betochen is. So that's one of the reasons the Rebbe had to speak so much about Betochen, because there was so much confusion, and there's so much ignorance about it. And it's, it's, and, and it's, it's very difficult to understand Betochen. We're going to go through Betochen, we'll talk more about it. It is very difficult to really understand Betochen. It's even more difficult to practice it. But just to understand it is a, is a challenge. But what we see over here is that when a yid has betachin, that brings the brachas of Hashem. And uh, one example of that in a collective scale is something which the Rebbe pointed out more than once, more than once, multiple times, concerning Mashiach. When the Rebbe pointed out the pshat of a bracha, go, go to Plishmei Nezrei, Yamidan, to the bracha of Estzemech David, which page is that? 50. 50, okay. Estzemech David, 
in this blessing, we're asking for Mashiach. We're asking for Mashiach. And uh, we say, we're asking Hashem that He should come Meheira. He should come quickly. And then we say, because for your salvation, we've been waiting the whole day. So, uh, so we, we want, we want uh, Mashiach should come. Okay. So what's complicated here is the word ki. <coughs> ki means because. We're asking Hashem, bring Mashiach, bring the, the Yeshua, because we've been waiting the whole day. So we're getting impatient. Do you get it, Hashem? We're getting very impatient with you. You know, three times a day we keep on asking you, we're waiting the whole day, enough is enough. Bring Mashiach already. It's very hard to understand what that means. So the Rebbe brings from the Chidah, Chita was a big uh, a couple and a gun that lived about uh, 300 years ago. That brings from the Chita. Chita says that the words mean what they say. Because we're looking forward to Yeshua with betachen, with trust, with anticipation. So that's why we're asking you to bring Mashiach. Because when you have betachen that Mashiach is coming, that draws down Mashiach. That's the Pshat of the Pasuk. Because Lishuascha, we're awaiting, and we're waiting, and we have the Betachem, and, and we're yearning for it. So therefore, bring Mashiach. So the Chidah says, very powerful words, he says, if you didn't only have one schus, that one schus is that they're mechaka, they're awaiting Mashiach. That itself is sufficient to bring Mashiach down. That's what this is saying. Even if that's the only schus you have, that's enough for Mashiach to come. So we should be zeichot to have Mashiach taken from Miyam, Without waiting, even a, even a blink of an eye, without even waiting, that battle of Yeshua should come. Amen. Amen.